Okay, everyone, we're back. We're doing this. It's happening. Calvero speaks. It's back, baby. And I apologize for the time away. How how many episodes at this point have I have I started? Um, apologizing for the time away. Wow, I already, I already, I'm just realizing how much I miss this. I miss sitting in front of a microphone, and talking talking about myself for an extended period of time. I think a lot is a lot has changed. There's been a lot of new stuff. I I realize I was just thinking like um, I've gone through a lot of changes in the uh, year plus that I've been doing this podcast. I think that there's a lot of stuff that I was really struggling with when it comes to kind of like comparing myself to others and uh, you know really taking the social media crap so seriously and uh, and just just really taking things so personally that that I feel like I was using this as an outlet to work through uh, and it, it seemed that people could relate to that but a lot of that stuff just isn't much of a fucking issue anymore so so that's pleasing so anyways again I apologize for the time away you can call it a break called a hiatus whatever but but i did not abandon you i'm going to explain all and i've not forgotten about the narrative that we've been tracking here leaving chicago part one was the last episode of the narrative um that that was an episode that wasn't just a freeform ramble i've done a few freeform rambles on this podcast uh and i feel bad because i've left a lot of you hanging for like half a fucking year with promises of telling you all about my descent to rock bottom. And we are going to get there. I just, I'm sorry, I don't think it's gonna be this time. <laughs> I have had a lot of issues with time management. I've had a lot of things going on. I'll explain it all. The, the TikTok stuff has picked up quite a bit. I got tapped in to do theme songs for two video games that uh, I, of course, made uh since since they they were calvero songs uh i decided to go all in with like a hundred vocals and doing all the things um but also like having to work under deadlines so so i ended up spreading myself pretty thin um and then i was also finishing up the next calvero song which is fucking done just got it mixed a few days ago stayed up with uh tim smiley uh, who has mixed all of my stuff except for Black Rain. We stayed up to like 4.30 a.m. And uh, we, we got that thing mixed. And I was just listening back uh, last night and am uh, super excited about it. So that's done. And so all these things are done. And I have, I've had like this kind of like massive burst of productivity, I guess you could say. And so now I've had some time to breathe. And as I'm getting ready to get the next song started, I'm just like, uh, and I'm kind of staring at all these clean slates. I'm, I'm just like, you know what? You got to do another episode of the fucking podcast. You got to do it. You like doing the podcast. People like listening to it. It's got to be done. If you just dive headfirst into another song that you're going to be obsessed with for months, the podcast might just be forgotten by you, by everyone, by the world buried in history so you got to do it it's so dramatic so dramatic there's no no point in that but um i think i have also honestly been straight up procrastinating on this because the next part of the narrative um 
entails reliving what I would call trauma, like real bad stuff. And I, I know I don't have to talk about it. No one's putting a gun to my head, but but I want to. Uh, I mean, to me, the uh, the entire podcast, it was all conceived to tell like the full arc of my story, the the good and the bad. And and, uh, and so it, it's important to me. I want to see it through. Uh, and I know that I don't have to talk about it. I know no one's putting a gun to my head, but like I said, I want to, and I'm going to get there. But I think that this episode that uh, you're listening to right now, I think it's got to be another freeform ramble. I hope that's not disappointing. I think uh, I need to get back in the groove of things. I think I need some momentum. So it'll be easier for me to dive back into where we left off. So thank you for your patience. Let me just knock out a few plugs. If you'd like to support me and the music that I make and the other things I put out into the world, like this podcast, like the TikToks, uh, and of course, yeah, the music, obviously, um, consider joining me on Patreon. The most expensive peer, it, tier is uh, $5 a month. I put up a new songwriting demo every month, a demo of a song that's been released, something that hasn't been released. Plus, for everyone who subscribes almost every week, you get something. Vlogs, playlists, little blogs, behind-the-scenes snippets. Sometimes I show what I'm working on. So if you missed my absence podcast-wise, I think my Patreon will have more than enough to fill the void, and it will help me keep doing what I'm doing. And I am uh, getting ready to get a new computer. I'm going to get the most powerful M1 Max MacBook as soon as all my third-party stuff is compatible because I'm fucking fed up with my computer. I was such a dumbass when I bought it. It's totally under spec for what I need. It's fine for this. It's fine for recording uh, this podcast right now. But it just does not have the CPU and the uh, horsepower required for Pro Tools which is what I use. <laughs> That's the program that I make music with for the most part. And if you know me, you know that I have very large sessions, maxed out sessions, and it has been a fucking struggle to get things done. My computer, it just can't keep up. So by joining me on Patreon, that will also help lighten the blow from these upgrades. So I hope you'll consider it. Patreon.com slash Calvero Sings, and I'll leave a link in the show notes. If you're interested in songwriting lessons, if you're interested in workshopping some music that you've been working on, if you need general help with your creative process, or even if you just need some fucking advice, some consulting, then I am offering any of those services. And if you head to the show notes, there's a link for my little website I put together for my songwriting lessons. It'll have my rate, which is flexible, some testimonials. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot me an email. I've definitely got some openings and I really enjoy doing this shit. Um, I've got a newsletter if you're not signed up yet. There's a sign up link in the show notes as well. I'd been trying to do a newsletter monthly. Not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. I tried to do the podcast monthly. I don't know. In a perfect world, I'd be keeping that up. It could still happen. Maybe I'll try that again. But you know what? I'm a fucking TikToker now. I'm a fucking micro-influencer, okay? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a teacher. I'm a hired gun for production stuff. I'm a co-writer, songwriter. I do some prep work for mixers. And then, of course, I am Calvero. I'm Calvero. I, I'm very heavy-handed in that shit. Songwriter, singer, instrumentalist, producer, sometimes mixer, never masterer. Fuck that. You gotta, you gotta let some things remain a mystery. So I, I gladly let mastering remain a mystery to me. But 
you know me, the, the music of Calvero is very ambitious and very dense and there's a lot going on. So, so what am I talking about here? Where am I going with this? The point is there's not going to be a newsletter all the time. That's the point. But every now and then I'll give some updates. I'll check in. I'll write some stuff. It's uh, fun to stay in touch outside of social media. So yeah, sign up and I'll uh, make a fucking killing selling your data to the Ukrainians. I'm just kidding. They already have your data. It's, it's worthless. No offense. So, okay. Plugs are almost done. What, uh, what else we got? Do I spend too much time on the plugs? Is this too much at the plugs? Let me let me know. Maybe I can speed it up next time. Um, uh, follow me on TikTok. Do you use TikTok? Uh, uh, I might be the reason for you to join TikTok. I try to post uh, little, uh, little things a couple times a day. I've been putting a lot of time and energy over there. Probably... Uh, no, definitely too much time and energy. I've kind of been letting it consume me a little bit, I'll be honest. And I think getting back into the podcast is kind of a way for me to actually level things off a bit and get back into a groove. Um, but yeah, I've been very active over there on TikTok. Never thought I'd fucking say that. I go live there from time to time too, answer some questions or whatever. And then I'm also somewhat active on Instagram. So those are the two places you'd want to follow me. It's Calvero underscore Sings. That's my username for both. I'll leave links in the show notes. So you know what? There was a, there was a point to that rant earlier when I was talking about all of the things that I do. There was there was a point to that. There was a point to that. Um, I I made a video on TikTok, kind of debunking the idea of people having dreams. You know, I've talked about this before on here. There's there's just so many TV shows where there's an artist toiling away at something and it and and the show chronicles their struggles and then it always ends with their dream coming true. They walk past a bookstore on their way to their big interview with the New York Times and see their book displayed in the window. Or they signed a big record deal and they're about to hit the stage for thousands of fans or whatever. It's like uh, the Muppet movie. <laughs> we, we talked about this on an earlier episode, the episode called Millions of People Happy. That's a quote pulled directly from that film. And the movie is almost like a, a parody of this dream where Kermit and the Muppets, they're on this mission to go out and make millions of people happy. And it ends with them signing this contract with this big executive and the contract is called the standard rich and famous contract and it and it ends with their dreams coming true and so as 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 aspiring artists a lot of us when we're younger for the most part although some people never grow out of this cuz we're encouraged not to we hold on to this idea that we keep toiling in obscurity and then one day it all pays off when the dream happens and it's one moment, one contract, one person discovers you, and then it's almost like that's the end. No more struggle, because you made it. Now all you have to do is keep showing up for the world that loves you forever. And I've grown an aversion to the term made it, making it. It just, it just sounds kind of juvenile to me now. And I've decided that I don't have a dream anymore. I'm not following my dream because I'm not a child. <laughs> I'm living in reality. That's not to say that I'm cynical or bitter or that I'm hopeless or that I've given up on things. Quite the contrary. 
by abandoning this idea of a dream, I'm able to live in the present, in reality, to not be working towards a future that's never here. Because I'm in it right fucking now. There are people listening to this podcast right now. Like literally, you are doing that. There's people that love my music right now and are excited about hearing the next thing I'm going to put out. Like right now. I'm making the best music that I've ever made. And I'm so fucking excited and fired up to keep pushing that forward to, to learn new things with every song and to keep refining and to listen to music and to watch art, watch films, t good TV, read books and to talk to people and to have experiences and relationships and to be <clears throat> thinking about how I can absorb all of that into the music that I make. That's all happening right now. But it's like, if that's not the dream, if that's not like you win the voice, you make a bunch of fucking money, you get a big manager, you get signed, and all these celebs know you and, and respect you. If it's not that big moment, then you don't enjoy it. Because everything that's happening in the present is just a fucking stepping stone to a fantasy, to a dream. And that dream is often something cemented into us at a young age when we were much more naive. And it continues to be cemented in us by all these TV shows and movies and books that your dream has to be transcending yourself to the next level of capitalism. Otherwise, your whole reality is just a fucking tragedy. It's just something that you lost or that you gave up on or that slipped through your fingers when in reality, <clears throat> if you choose to, you're in it every day. And I have no problem with being ambitious, with setting goals. But if you are caught up in this dream, which oftentimes is pretty fucking vague, whatever the dream might be, if you keep holding on to that, then you just can't be flexible. Because <clears throat> you're being held hostage by a fucking fantasy. And so if things don't pan out exactly how you thought they should... If you realize there's certain things you thought you should like doing that you actually don't, then you just get anxious and depressed because this dream is falling apart. You're slowing down before you get to the finish line. You, you might never make it there. And so for me, I gave up on my dreams because I've learned to love the present. I've learned to show up for the present. I've learned to appreciate when there's people paying attention, even if in the grand scheme of things, it's small. And I'm just here. Like, that's one of the many benefits of getting older, I think. of You start out with that dream that so many musicians have. I know we've talked about this ad nauseum on here, but it bears repeating. We start out with that dream of being the young genius, making your masterwork at fucking 23 or whatever hailed and praised by all the institutions, awards, beloved by millions of people who turn you into an idol, your place in history guaranteed. And you know, as you get older, you realize that timeline, at least, just didn't happen. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to fall into a pit of despair? 
Or are you going to keep going? And if you're going to keep going, then what's the plan? How do you keep going without hating yourself, without being miserable, with, without self-sabotaging it at every opportunity, comparing yourself to others, regretting your past, thinking about how things could have been, assuming that things would be so much better if only they panned out a little differently, maybe if you made the right choice, maybe if you moved to that city, maybe if you didn't turn down this opportunity, Maybe if you weren't such a dick to this person, <laughs> whatever. But when you let go of this idea of the dream, when you realize that that dream that most people assume is the dream for someone like me, when I realized that that timeline didn't happen, you know what? It actually means that now I just don't really give a fuck. And there's a tremendous amount of freedom that comes from making art when you don't give a fuck. Because look, don't get me wrong, I, I still feel very ambitious. Like, I want to make music that people love. I don't need everyone to love it. No, Nobody loves everyone. A clip from uh, the music video for my song Believe. You know, it's it's. Uh, I assume most of you have, have seen that or are familiar with it uh, if you're listening to this. But it's kind of a corny song. But it's earnest, and, and the video has me in front of this green screen, and it's kind of new age, and I'm in front of the clouds and the sun and bees, and some people fucking hate it. And they say so in the comments, like, wow, I hate this. This is an 80s reject song. This is fucking lame. And you know what? I actually feel pretty fucking good that I'm at the point where people feel the need to write mean comments. Because that means that, that people are now paying attention. And that feels good. I, I think I've always been fighting for attention. That's what we're all doing, right? We're putting ourselves out there and fighting for attention and, and just trying to cut through all of the noise. And so that's fine. I, I spent all of my 20s dominated by fear. And that fear seeped into the music that I made, the way I treated myself, the way I treated others. And now there's a lot I just don't give a fuck about anymore. And I'm really just showing up and reacting to how people are reacting to the things that I put out there. And I've made a decision that I want to make all my money with all this stuff that I do, this creative stuff that I do, so that I can live an independent and comfortable life. And I think it's doable. I think I'm maybe a third of the way there, or maybe a quarter of the way there. And so I don't care that it looks nothing like the dream, you know? Like, I'm doing all this stuff. That this is this is what started this whole rant. You, you know, like I got a Patreon, and a lot of people I think they see musicians with Patreons as lame. It's like a Kickstarter or whatever. It like like it means you're not successful. And this was a fear that I had about like um, starting a Patreon and, and just kind of like what it looks like. And that's all. That's always a red flag. If if um, if fear is holding you back, if the fear of judgment is holding you back, that that's a good sign that it's that it's something that you should kind of like flick away like a like a bug on your shoulders or something. But, um, it, but yeah, a lot of people think that means you're not successful because you're not doing the traditional label thing. That's, a, that's another big problem with holding on to um, 
this this idea of a dream, especially if you're a bit older like me. I, I, look, I don't think I'm that fucking old, but but the the world has changed so much since we were. If, if look, I'm in my uh, early thirties. Okay, mid thirty, headed towards mid thirties. Let's be honest, but. But the, the way that music is distributed, the way that music is discovered, the way that it's heard, it has just changed so much since the fucking 90s or the early 2000s. And um, there are so many other ways to get discovered and to monetize what you do. And um, you don't need a record label that you don't need a record label to distribute your music it used to be that like you couldn't do if you wanted your music in stores to be available you needed a label maybe like if you were fucking joan jett and you were able to self-distribute then if you had those resources then you could but that's just not the it's not the reality anymore um be and so if you feel unsuccessful because you're not doing the the label thing but but what I'm doing is I'm reacting to the reality of economics in the music industry. The way that things are structured for musicians to get paid. And I love doing the Patreon. It's super fun. And I think there's people that would rather just be signed to a record label, put out an album, get all the press taken care of, do a tour, peace out for like two years and do it again. Like, um... They don't want anyone to hear works in progress or they don't want to feel like they have to constantly be giving updates or whatever. And I totally get that. And I totally respect that. Um, but the the way that I like to work, it, it actually works for me. And it gives me something to grow that does not rely on a manager or a label or anything. It, it's something that I can grow right now. and And that's why it can be so silly to compare yourself to others or to hold on to this idea of a dream because there's just so many fucking ways to do things right now there there's just so many there's so many ways and you have to just be like well what do i like maybe i've maybe i've changed like like i i, I don't know i just feel like so much of this idea of the dream is about like becoming a fucking celeb right it's becoming someone who is above everybody else where um where where all of the people I've, I've talked about this on tiktok too where all of the people who know about you they're just like fucking numbers that are below you they're they're faceless numbers and but when in reality they're, they're, they just become vanity metrics um so that you can kind of like function above them and every now and then just like shower them with your greatness whereas there's kind of like i don't know i feel like what i prefer doing is things like this podcast or, or things like TikTok and things like Patreon that's kind of like just, it feels much more interdependent. That's something I, I feel like I've talked about and that there, there's a great podcast um, called Interdependence which talks about this, which it, which it's, it's really just about like um, being in constant contact with the people who pay attention with what I do and they kind of help make what I do be sustainable in like a very very direct way um and are like a part of that and for me i i I've, i just have gone down this rabbit hole because it's it's how i like that this it's just like the people that i'm a fan of like the devin townsend guy i've talked about like or, or mark Marin or whatever like i just feel like those people 
are such open books and um i like having that relationship with with them and so i like doing that for for uh myself and and uh this is such a this is i went i went off book this was a this was a tangent but what i'm saying is i think that like maybe what i'm heading towards as far as how i can monetize things and how i can build my career maybe it looks more like a podcaster or like looks more like a content creator as cringy as that sounds than it does like the traditional career of a musician who has that album cycle and goes on tour and stuff and and i want all that stuff too but i think that i would never have let myself entertain this because it would have felt too uncomfortable because it would have been too far removed from that initial dream but I, I feels good to me. Fee, I've, I'm here. I'm here for it, as they say. I'm here for it. So, so I'm here, and I'm fucking doing it. You know, I did the theme song for this video game called Retired Men's Nude Beach Volleyball League. <laughs> I'll leave a link to the game's trailer in case you haven't seen it. But you know, that was never the plan. I was never gonna do music for video games. You kidding me? But it helped me reach people. And it was fucking fun. And when that trailer came out, I got contacted by another video game company to do a song for them because they wanted a Calvero theme song too. And I'm doing all that and I'm being flexible. And I'm really trying everything. I, I never thought I'd be a podcaster. Never thought I'd be a fucking TikToker. Never thought I'd give lessons. But it's really an ecosystem revolving around my music, my music as Calvero, and and it all goes hand in hand. It it's all interdependent. There there's so much from doing the video game songs that that I learned that's helped me um, with my own music, and I feel like I become a better songwriter when I do lessons and when I give lessons and it it helps me get into the process of troubleshooting and helping people um, uh, flesh out their own stuff and to be able to kind of like express my process and and the way that i understand songwriting verbally it keeps me sharp when like when i'm not songwriting all the time i don't write songs all the time i wrote i don't think i even wrote a fucking full song this year as far as like a start to finish song i write uh every now and then i check in and i do little um i do i get like ideas starting i get chords and i get melodies and stuff that and but uh but yeah as far as like a start to finish song i haven't done one of those this year and so that's because i it's, it's i get so focused on like um in the nitty-gritty of the production process uh which can take months and months to do in the recording process so so that all keeps me sharp that all keeps me sharp in the podcast and in the TikTok, it's all like um that's what helps me keep my head on straight and like almost like hold myself accountable for my kind of mental health journey and and uh, and the things that I've been working on in, in therapy and, and just like the process of of just like trying to move forward, almost falling into little holes of bad habits and getting out of them. This kind of like holds myself accountable 
to remind myself that like this is this is me now and uh and trying to help people in the process and and i've been meeting people through this and uh it's all great so how how could it how could that be depressing or, or like a failure or whatever so a big thing for me again it's understanding the role that capitalism plays in all of this this idea that when you make it the year that your wikipedia page starts documenting your significant success your breakout role your breakout film your breakout album that's when you truly become a person i made a tiktok about this and so i apologize to anyone here from tiktok if i'm repeating myself but it bears repeating i think I used to do this all the fucking time. I'd go to these famous people's Wikipedia page and look for how old they were when they had their breakthrough. And if they were older than I was, I'd have this huge sigh of relief like this fucking weight had been lifted off of me. And if they were my age or younger, I would just fall into this pit of darkness. I felt like I had died. Because I had lost the opportunity to become a real person. Because in neoliberalism, in our society, we determine people's value based on how they perform in the marketplace. If you perform well in the marketplace, you are lifted up as a leader, as an innovator. You're rewarded with money, with acceptance into prestigious institutions, record deals, movie deals, New Yorker profiles, SNL, you name it. You've become one of those people who have proven their worth. And for everyone else who didn't get there, they're just lesser people. They're just not notable. No one's ever going to make a movie or a TV show about them. No one's going to make a TV show about, say, a maid unless she goes on to publish a best-selling book about the experience of being a maid on the other side of the shit. And all of this is propped up by both political parties, the Democrats and the Republicans. It's propped up by media. As we said, all of our media is made by people who bought into this shit. And it, it's just like, it's almost like a very libertarian or Republican sort of thing when a lot of us maybe feel like we're more on the progressive side. This idea that the, that the marketplace is the pure, unbiased expression of winners and losers, that the best are at the top, right? That's the only reason that they're the best and have these great careers and this exposure to all these people. It's just because they're the best, they work the hardest, and everyone else, they just weren't as good. Doesn't factor in socioeconomic conditions, doesn't factor in the certain leg ups that other people have. If you look at all so many people who broke through when they were young, they had either tons of fucking money at their disposal from from their family or their family was connected in show business i mean it's insane i i i have to believe i have to think we've talked about this on the podcast before but the amount of people on tv younger people who like you look up where they come from and their their parents are like two of the most famous people in the fucking world or whatever it, it's it's just like that's the reality and but and yet when we tend to compare ourselves to others and feel so far from that, 
we disregard all that because we use that as um we use that as a way to beat ourselves up to to make us feel like we're not good enough and it's just like this is this is the expression of um me just not being good enough not being smart enough not making the right choices when um it's just not that simple folks <clears throat> but for me and again, I don't think that I'm better than anyone. I don't think I'm smarter than anyone. But but I've realized that this framing is not reality. It's the reality of our economic system, for sure. It's, it's the reality of the way that institutions work, of the way that powerful people choose what art gets exposed to the masses. But it's not the reality of how you can find meaning for yourself and the art that you want to make and the life that you want to live for me i've realized neoliberalism capitalism whatever um it's a religion and i i choose not to follow it and since i've decided that i feel completely fucking free like if i never have a wikipedia page it's not going to be a fucking tragedy I'm not going to look back at my life and see myself as a failure, at least I don't think. But I gotta say, I've never felt so fucking free in my life. I've never felt more able and willing to be in the present, to look past this need for a dream, and to fucking figure this out. To, to be like, okay, I'm a fucking socialist that goes to therapy, but I live under capitalism. I have devoted my life to a lot of things, and I would like to be paid properly to do those things and to not have another job although another job does not mean that i'm defined by that career that's obviously not a tragedy um or whatever so so i'm here and i'm figuring it out and we're figuring it out together <laughs> and i've been getting a lot more movement career-wise than ever before and i don't think it's a coincidence neither does my therapist because instead of trying to always fit myself into boxes, fit myself into what I perceived an industry would want, um, or what I felt other people would want, I instead have chosen self-acceptance. And an artist who accepts themselves is much more likely to resonate. So let's talk about it. So things have been, I think, picking up. TikTok has picked up a lot since the last episode. Uh, that honestly, like I said, might be the main reason that it's been hard to fully dive back into the podcast. I just had a, a big moment on there back in August where I had a video where I was talking about myself and talking about a lot of the stuff I've talked about here on this podcast about accepting my path, feeling okay with getting a little older, finding my voice and my artistic groove if you will <laughs> later than long later and longer than the typical story goes of the young genius etc and I, that video hit hit a nerve and uh I, it got pushed out to a lot of people <clears throat> and i i got over ten thousand followers from that kind of came out of that video and uh some other people making videos telling people to follow me and stuff and and i've just found myself with a with a much bigger platform than i've really ever had before and people have been discovering the music from that the, the songs of calvero and my streams went up for a while nothing too crazy but it was a big bump for me 
And it's just been really exciting. And I wanted to make sure that I was putting the time into that platform to show up for it and <clears throat> to be present there and, and do all those videos. And what's so cool is the the podcast really laid the groundwork and the foundation for everything I've said on TikTok. And I'm really happy with this podcast as a way to stretch things out, talk things through, hash it out. And I'm so happy that people have been listening and have been along for the ride. I think for me, it's been all about a balance. Bef before it was kind of like, I'd work on the music stuff. Then I'd dedicate some time to work on the podcast. Because, you know, the podcast, it is time consuming. I don't just sit in front of a microphone and spew stuff out. I Actually, I think half of this was maybe just spewing. But I outline and I try to be thoughtful of what I'm talking about on here. And, and I think the energy I had been putting into the pod just went into TikTok. And I wasn't able to expel any more energy while still keeping up with the music that I've been working on. And speaking of which, I think it's been, um, I don't know, four months since the last time we've talked on here. I released a new song called Black Rain. I assume that if you were at the point where you're listening to this podcast and you've already heard it, <clears throat> but in case you haven't, go check it out and give it a listen. It's on all the streaming things. I was listening back to a little bit of the last episode and that was uh, really chronicling me being in the thick of things of uh, mixing it, but but I'm super proud of it. I wrote it with Michael Tai, who played guitar in Jeff Buckley's band, and I mixed it myself, like I said. First song I mixed by myself. Quite the, uh, quite the existential journey that was, as I think it all ends up being for me. Um, but I'm not going to talk about this too much, because I'm, I'm going to do a whole last episode of Black, about Black Rain when we get there, in the narrative, but... But there's lots to talk about for that one, and I'm I'm very happy about it. And uh, and there's gonna be there's gonna be a remix by a really cool producer that should be out in a few weeks. So so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. And I've I've talked about the journey of an artist, and my journey, my slow cook journey, of figuring out the art that I want to make, how I want to express myself, finding something that feels like my own. And as much as I love the other songs that I've put out, I feel like Black Rain is the first one that feels fully me. Like it just feels like it's mine. And it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning, folks. I finished the follow-up. It's done, as I said. I've been working on that one on and off for, for about a year and a half, and it was really fucking intense. But I forced myself to fucking finish it. I'm really pumped about it. Really pumped about it. It might be the best one. And people say, I've said that, maybe I've said that about all of them. Um, that's just how, how it goes. Um, I was going to mix it. I attempted to mix it and it just was not happening. This track just has so much going on. And I'd been so in it for such a long time. I just could not get a fresh perspective. And I was starting to question whether or not I was being stubborn by insisting on doing the mixing for that one myself. And then lo and behold, my good friend and collaborator, Tim Smiley, who's mixed all my stuff other than Black Rain, sent me a message asking if I had any songs to mix. And I said, fuck yeah, man. Let me just get this presentable. Let me manage this energy. Let me just get to this point where it sounds like something. And then please, for the love of God, mix this. 
You know, I've learned you just can't be too proud when it comes to making art. An ego is no good. You got to know when you need help. You got to know when it's time to hand it off to, to someone you trust because getting outside perspectives, I, I think, is almost essential. I think it's almost essential. If, if you, if you want to make something that just feels beyond yourself and your own kind of like narrow taste, like, um, I was showing the mix to, I was showing the mix to, to Rami, Rami Atasi, who he played guitar on Black Rain and he played guitar in this. And I was showing him and I'm just like, you know, do the, do the harmonies come through? Because, and, and he said that, you know what? They take a bit more of a supporting role. Usually they're way up there. They're way up there. Um, but this time around, they kind of took a back seat. And uh, I think it works for this one. Like, uh, this is this is how it should be. And it was just a reminder that, yeah, I would have done this totally differently. But by kind of deferring to somebody else's expertise, by letting someone else filter their experience and their taste and their skills through what I do, a lot of times that ends up with a better result. And I think it, it did for this time. So I, I must have tried doing that mix five times. Also, of course, like um, we're talking about a maxed out Pro Tools session. I probably use way too many plugins and, and my computer was just not what it just was not handling it. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that there's been a lot of benefits of going down the mixing rabbit hole that I've talked about at length on this podcast to the interest of probably like five fucking people. And I really took on learning mixing because Tim was busy. He tours a lot. His main gig is live sound. He does live sound for the head and the heart. They're a big fucking deal. So so the other night, like I said at the, at the top, we stayed up late. He's a night owl. We were just working remotely he was streaming what was going on in Pro Tools and and we were just texting back and forth and we stayed up till like 5 a.m., which is normal for him and absolutely insane for me, but we got it sounding fucking awesome and it's done. There might be a couple little tweaks, maybe not, but it's done. And so now I'm staring at a bunch of beginnings. After an intense period of time working on that next video game song with with deadlines and spending so long on this song that I just finished, I'm now staring at a bunch of clean slates. And I think I'm still kind of uncomfortable with that because it's time to move on to the next song and to get things moving, to keep things moving. This podcast, this podcast episode you're listening to right now, it, it all started with a blank outline. And uh, we did it. It's it's done now. And for me, it, it's all about the momentum that comes with consistency. Showing up, starting things, not taking fucking forever. Taking the exact appropriate amount of time it takes to make the stuff I want to make and then keep moving, keep things flowing. It's hard to get motivated sometimes to do a fresh start. It's hard not to deal with it's hard to deal with something that like it doesn't feel perfect or that you know that that you're gonna you're gonna have to finesse over time but but I feel like it's really important for me to just like ramp up my consistency and that comes from just like dive, diving in you know giving give myself time maybe give gave myself a week to um just kind of 
get organized, back things up, make some uh, templates and everything, um, see to some collaboration stuff, take a few days to chill, but trying to, trying to dive back in, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So, okay, that'll do it for this episode. This felt great, I gotta say. I didn't miss this. And I always procrastinate on the podcast and it always feels fucking great when I do it. So I'll see you next time. Let's see if I can keep up a regular schedule with this. Um, I might, I'm, I'm gonna try again to try to do this monthly. Um, if you wanna motivate me to do that, drop me a line. My email address uh, is in the show notes or, or find me on uh, social media or whatever. And let me know that you listened and that you liked it. And if you really want to motivate me to do more of these, then join my Patreon. Patreon.com slash CalveroSings. Um, anyways, I appreciate all of you. If, you. if you haven't, go and catch up with Leaving Chicago Part 1. And really all the episodes. Get caught up because Part 2 of Leaving Chicago is up next. Probably. Most likely. Probably. Okay. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>